The job. The stress. We are, there is an active shooter working at Douglas. Multiple gunshots are being fired. Politics. Politics. Pressure. Pressure. Get out of here. We got a guy with a long rifle. We don't know where the hell he's at. Fear. Survival. Control 765, I need the radio for a minute. Be advised, we are taking fire from a very high floor. We believe it's possibly coming from the Mandalay Bay. And we get it. And we have to do better. The truth behind the badge. Presented by the Team South Florida Law Enforcement Charity. Hey, 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 what's going on? Hey, how are you? Sorry for the delay. Oh no, I was delayed. I was eating. The first two minutes of this video was me stuffing my face. Awesome. Awesome. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so excited that you're here with me. You're awake. Thank you for getting me over here. It's been a minute since we've been on. <laughs> I know. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's going on? We got some cool peeps in the house tonight, Rich. Okay, listen up. Listening. Here's what I want to talk about. I got all fired up. I'm all fired up. Guys, listen up. Here's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about the word resiliency and the whole and the whole like police mental health movement, I think, is he is growing a beard. Woohoo. Uh, <laughs> I think is getting is regurgitated bullshit. And I think that there's people who claim that they want to help, but they're not. And I want to hear what you have to say. And I think, obviously, agencies are doing a shit job. I want to hear what you have to say about it. That's what I want to talk about tonight. Okay. You want me to go right away? I want you to go. All right. Well, you picked a good time for this. First off, I'm wearing the shirt that has uh, 171 on it, which is the amount of officers that committed suicide last year. So it just go go figure. We didn't even plan this or discuss this. But that speaks for itself that there's a problem, a growing problem. Yeah. Don't want to say all agencies are doing a shitty job because there are certain agencies that are doing a good job. I what? will say. Can you tell me what they're doing? It starts with the top. You have to have confidence in your people. So I'll give you a perfect example. You've got certain agencies where you'll have a chief or a sheriff or a director that they don't need to be involved. They have a team. They trust their team. They let their team be accessible and available. They don't stress them out or pressure them with internal affairs or rumors or gossip or what happened, so on and so forth. Yeah. By contrast, you've got another team or another agency where you'll include supervisors, you'll include gossip, the team will grow in size, it'll be half the size of the agency. I mean, just give and take like that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You know, it's funny. We just got a really nice message uh, about a week or so ago, and I shared it with our team an officer retired and he put out such a nice message just to thank you for over the years letting him vent mm -hmm. and it's amazing how much you know you and i can talk about this personally but it, it's amazing how much we keep inside and sometimes all somebody needs is just an ear somebody just needs a resource and we don't have to make it some crazy complex detailed incident plan etc just yeah. put place that are accessible that want to be there to help and let let the people reach out for help that's all it takes yeah so here's the thing right i think that people that i love okay the stigma of reaching out for help okay because i'm going to be honest with you and i want you to tell me your opinion 
and anybody who's watching want to hear your opinion okay but this is the thing i think this is where we're going wrong rich this is where i think we're going wrong because as a cop i'm not reaching out for help i'm i'll call you and we're gonna chit chat we're gonna vent about it like i'll vent to you do you see the wording it really it really depends um and, and let's see i we got we were contacted by somebody about a year ago and they said i work with this guy he's been a cop for 20 years he was involved with a horrible incident where a kid drowned and he looked like he was in rough shape after the incident can somebody reach out to him so i asked one of our people hey can you give this guy a call and just reach out his friend gave his phone number but his friend didn't want to be involved didn't want to make it known that it came from him mm -hmm. he reached out to to your point perhaps that officer should have reached out to somebody on his own mm -hmm. but to counteract what you just said about cops reaching out and the stigma the officer said i've been a cop for 20 plus years and nobody's ever reached out to me that shown that they cared and mm -hmm. it was nice to be able to get these feelings off my chest and share it and just get it out there so you have that element but then the other element is you've got a younger generation you've got a whole different ball game of of cops and that's it's a whole nother topic but I don't know where that is going to lead us as far as mental health. So that's why I started. And I know you talked about this, like, um, who is this? So do you have a member of your team, team South Florida backup? Oh, <laughs> had to put that up. We needed that crazy. I love that. Kids incidents are the worst. Absolutely. I mean, everybody has incidents, um, that just stick out in our mind, right? Like I could go through mine. It doesn't matter. What I want to say is this, is I, I do agree. I do agree with you. We have a completely changing, you know, culture, right? And that's why I started like this whole idea of life coaching for first responders is because, you know, like I've been to counseling on and off throughout my career. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm like, yo, like I, I'm really good with it. The problem was, is it it was good, but you, there's nothing like talking to another cop and or cops, in my opinion, because what we're all looking for is we're all looking for validation. Hey, is what I'm saying, like, am I weird? Am I fucked up? Like, am I the only one who feels like this? And you know what? We all feel the same way. I will tell you what you just said. You hit the nail on the head after a very traumatic incident when you have a group of officers and you share some of the common feelings, the common themes, yes. and then everybody in the room looks at each other, you can see that they get it because I, they're not alone. 100% what you just said, absolutely. And, and so I, I'm, I'd love to hear what you have to say. I'm a huge proponent and I, I, I tell a lot of chiefs this, but if they listen, they listen. If they don't, if they, if they don't, but I just been preaching this. So I think briefings, all briefings should be a debriefing from like the shift before, right? And I'll tell you why is um and I, in everybody's experience is different, and I I obviously want to hear yours, but I can tell you that my department I've worked for several different departments, a few of them, and in every single department the briefing was bullshit. It was we're gonna you know we're gonna bullshit with this one we're gonna bullshit with this one. we're gonna talk shit i'm gonna bust this one's balls i'm gonna tell you a couple plates to look out for right but like why not be like okay so last night we had this call this call this call how are you guys doing what happened you know clifford what happened with you you know smith what happened with you rich what happened with you like 
what 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 did like how are you doing like how come we're not doing that so i don't i might disagree with you on this i don't really? think that it's an agency epidemic i think that is on whoever's running the briefing and mm -hmm. i'll i'll tell you why I worked for a large agency. I worked for a small agency. I've rode with friends at different agencies in different states. Mm -hmm. Every single briefing is different, mm -hmm. but you can, as an experienced police officer, maybe not even with that much experience, you can tell who's running briefing, mm -hmm. where their head is at. You can tell if they're talking about they had a bad day, they had a bad night already, they're stressed, they're not in a good mood. You can tell if they care about their people. You can tell if they're focused on incidents, if they're focused on proactive where their head's at, I don't think it's fair to say that it's a whole, it's, it's an agency thing. I think that's just on the individual who's running briefing, period. Okay. But now let me, <laughs> let me counter you. Let me counter you, I should say. But then why are we promoting inept leaders? Because a good leader, a good leader is going to know what we're talking about right now. A good leader does not have their head in the sand and knows what's going on, knows the suicide epidemic, knows the stress. I mean, I've never you know, okay, listen, I haven't been on the job 30 years, but I, I have talked to several who have been, they've never seen the job this bad, right? But I am getting, and you must be too, Team South Florida. I mean, the morale right now is at an all-time low that I've seen. And, and I see what I'm seeing up in the Northeast, okay? Which, let's be honest, everything is very fucking slow up here. And we're way behind you guys. Like, Florida's a really great progressive state, but um, Maine is not, but we're, we're seeing leaders, leaders just kind of throw their hands up. We got guys getting ordered in all these things we got, you know, and we're seeing these leaders be getting, they're not doing anything. So on that. Very simple. We are, it's 2021 and we are promoting managers and not leaders. Yes. Boom. There is a very big difference between a manager and a leader. Mm -hmm. and the norm right now is we're not concerned with leaders making great decisions, backing their troops, being different, trying to shape the norm, trying to prevent crime, deter crime, do this, that, the other. We want a manager to sit behind a desk, to yeah. check every box, to say that we have this, this, and this program in place. We're concerned about diversity. We're concerned about quotas. We're concerned about numbers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're not concerned about leadership leading setting an example and morale is in the it's in the pleat shitter i've never seen in 15 years of law enforcement i've never seen it this bad right it's it's really bad what do you think and anybody who's watching comment below tell us what do you think needs to shift so that morale gets better okay oh yeah absolutely the backup the team south florida backup 100 percent. but see that's why i go back to the agency so when i think agency i'll be honest with you i and i think we all, it's all up for interpretation differently but when i say agency i'm thinking administration so i'm thinking the, like the top tiers like that's because they're the ones that are leading the agency right and we're you know they're very disconnected but if you're leading the agency, you're a politi like a, um, a politician. And I was having this conversation. I want to I want to just say this. I was having my, this conversation with my husband at dinner tonight. I have an old sergeant who's a bit of a slouch, but he's but he's a cops cop. Okay, he's a cops cop. And 
I remember him saying, he goes, you know what? He goes, this is what I would do. And he goes, this is what I wish more people would do. Get your, get your 25 in or get your 20 in, whatever. And then go into that position of the, of the one or the two. And go run the agency like you would if it was boots on the ground. Because then you don't got to worry. You don't have to worry. Like if, if, you know, if they push you out, they push you out. And you're going you're gonna to retire anyway, right? But we have a lot of people who are younger, which, which is good and bad, right? Like it's good because we need the younger, you know, more fresh minds. But it's bad because they are, don't want to get pushed out. And they're getting in these, you know, one and two positions where they could really make change, but then they're like, shit, I don't wanna make waves. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's the difference between a coward and a leader. 100%. You know, and, and that, let's call a spade a spade. You either have, not to be sexist, but if you're a male, you either have a set of bowls or you don't have a set of bowls. And that's-, that's Same different. with girls. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're, we're in troubling times right now and I don't see it getting better. I see it getting worse. And what's concerning for me is for the law abiding citizens out there, when you have really good cops, when you've got 15, 20, 25 year veterans that are leading the way that have a ton of experience that are the mentors for the younger generation and you have them leaving on bad terms, you have them leaving discouraged and upset after giving so much of themselves and their careers, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, the law-abiding citizens are going to reap the consequences of what we have, what's taking place right now. Mm -hmm. That's reality. I know. I know. I think what's going to happen, and maybe not, but this is what I think. I think we're going to, it's going to get even worse. Like, I'll tell you this right now, like um, we have up in New England, we have, um, they're disbanding our interdiction teams. And here's the thing is people don't understand. People do not understand. Like we look at it and we're like, okay, like stop nailing Johnny, you know, because he speeds all the time or because, you know, he's got the truck or he's with the tinted windows. Like, cause that's a big deal up here, not down there, but like, we have certain tin and we have inspection laws and blah, blah. And so like, yes, it's, it's, you know, it's, it seems petty, right? But what people don't understand about traffic stops and about police being proactive that way is it prevents so much crime and it prevents, you know, it deters. It's like, oh shit, these drug dealers, these people who are really in droves poisoning our people, Okay, because the drugs are coming up, they're getting accessible. And then these people are going, they go right out of their minds and they commit crimes. And people, what, I mean, what, what do these people think is going to fucking happen when we have our officers stop stopping cars? What, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think well, everybody's just going to hold hands and hug each other and fucking love each other? Is that what we think? Well, that's exactly it. You're talking about traffic stops and preventing crime and everything. And my immediate reaction to you is what police officer in their right mind right now is doing what they need to do. They're not. None of them. They're making a stop that could lead to anything. Yes. And these days, you're one call away. So even if you're at a great agency with a lot of support, you are still one call away from your entire life changing. Yeah. And what you don't know, and I'm not talking you and me, but what you as a police officer don't know these days is when you get the political pressure from these city commissioners, these county commissioners, these politicians, and then you got all these nonsense, fake criminal organizations 
domestic terrorist organizations, fake activists, woke athletes. When, when you get into a, a big incident and the political pressure comes, yeah. are they going to throw you out to the wolves or are they going to back you up? And the truth of the matter is, you don't know until that happens. Right. That's scary. It is scary. So I think this is what I think is going to happen. I think that we're going to hit rock bottom. I think that the, I think we're going to hit, I think we're going to see some real fucking problems. We're going to see some real crime. People, you know, like I can tell you in Maine, we have crime. We actually have legitimate like gangs up here. People don't I believe, but we I mean, do. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I thought it was peaceful up there. No, no, not in our cities and shit. We, I'm telling you. <laughs> um, and here's the thing. It's going to get even worse. It's going to get way worse. And then you know what's going to happen? And it, it might take a couple years, right? But then everyone's going to come crying for the police. Just as they do. Just as, like, you know what, the BLM leaders and the Antifa motherfuckers and all this shit. Like, they, they oh, we got to call the police because this person, whatever. You know, we hear it in the headlines. They called the police because they were being harassed. They got assaulted, so they called the cops. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, and I, I just really think that that's the thing. And so my advice and what I would love to hear your advice first, but like my advice for all first responders and officers right now, just, just go collect a paycheck and just sit back and do absolute, like do as least as you can. And I'm going to tell you for a proactive cop, that is the worst thing. Any proactive cop, any cop who loves this job and is in it for the right reasons it's excruciating to them. And I'm seeing it. I'm seeing these cops who are like, I literally, my whole purpose is done. Like, what am I supposed to do with my life? Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I can't do anything. And they're going crazy. All right. So you hit a couple of things. I'm a guy. So bear with me because I don't want to forget where I'm going with this. But first off, the every single place, it's like clockwork. Defund the police. Crime goes up. Your police goes down in numbers and size. So, so people leave the job because of a variety of reasons. Crime goes up and then you try to refund the police. It keeps happening over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. That was the first thing. The second thing is it's the same people that keep calling the police over and over and over. And some of them are the biggest complainers in the first place. What, did, what else did I want to say? Uh, you can't do that to me. You can't give me like 20 things. Sorry. I want to respond to everything. Uh, Another thing, and I don't think you brought this up, but it's in the back of my head and I keep saying it over and over and over, is I am so sick of the people that are quick to criticize and judge that have never done as much as a ride along, let alone worn the uniform. And it's such a simple thing. Yeah. Such a simple thing. Strap on a uniform, sign up, do the job if it's so easy, if you're going to be so quick to criticize every single person. But at the very least, do a ride along with your local agency. If that agency doesn't do it, Go to another agency. Now I remember, you asked me what advice I would give to another officer. It is demoralizing and disgusting to say because as a motivated police officer, we get in this job, we want to stop crime, we want to stop people, we want to solve crime, we want to help people, and this, that, the other. My mindset has shifted, and you need to focus on your family. That's it. You need to focus on your family because at the end of the day, it's no longer a career, it's a job. Yes. And there's a big, big difference with that. And a lot of people get misguided and manipulated in the academy through field training, depending on who your field training officers are. You need to realize it's a job, not a career anymore. 
It used to be different. It's not the same way. No. This job will spit you out and replace you. You are a number. Your family is there before you got the job. Your yeah. family is there after the job. That should be number one, period. So my advice, do your job. Mm -hmm. Don't blow off anything. Go to all your calls. Respond to your calls. Take your reports. Follow up. Do the right thing. Yes. See an egregious traffic stop? Stop the car. Don't go out of your way to take unnecessary risks and put yourself in a situation that you could jeopardize yourself, your family. That sure. Yep. I, and I think it's, it's, it's shitty, but it's true. You know, and it's a lot of the stuff I preach, man, too. Like we're right on the same page, which is why I love you so much. It's, <laughs> you know, we, and I'm sure you can relate to this, but we really let this job define us look like, I'm just going to be real and tell you, you know, I, I struggle a lot with social media, which is, which is, um, I'm sure it's just a slice of who somebody is, but I struggle a lot because I see a lot of people who are just so like, I'm a cop, 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 cop. And it really upsets me because you're so much more than that. And like, people think that just because you've been a cop for 25 years, like that's all I've ever been. That's all I know. Right. But the thing is, is like cops are like, we have so many fucking talents. It's not even funny. And do you know, like right now in the political climate, I, this isn't as like popular as it was just two years ago. Okay. But when shit calms down, people love cops, like jobs, because we can multitask. We have been exposed to so much stuff. We can do so much. But we, we think all, it's what we think is like, oh, I'm just a cop. It's all I'm ever going to be and shit. Like I'm getting too old or I'm injured like me. A lot of you guys don't know this, but I, I suffered uh, a back injury that took me out of the job full time. It fucking just sucked. It was one day I was on the job. The next day my agency's like, well, my doctor's like, you're nope, you're done. And it was devastating. And I lost my whole identity. And um, I've got a master's in criminal justice. And so like, I thought I was going to be in the administration someday. Like that was where I was going. Right. And so I, it really changed me. And that's why I give that advice is I'm not just saying it. I lived it. I had to sit back and go, fuck, what am I going to do with my life? And people, unless you go through that, that's some real shit. And I, I mean, I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Like, and, and I had to really figure it out. And you know what I found is a lot of people wanted to hire me. A lot of people want to hire me like you're a cop let's go you can do so many things that the average citizen can't we know so much that the average citizen doesn't and i, I just think it's really important to anybody listening to this or if you know anybody who's kind of down in the dumps right now send this video to them because they need to know there's there's so much more than the job don't let the job define you oh absolutely and it always pays to have a backup plan too that's why if I told you the amount of realtors I know that are now police officers that are doing that on the side, people that are financial advisors that are in the military uh, reserve, uh, military reserve is phenomenal. It's a phenomenal option, by the way. Uh, but it, it, it pays to have a backup plan no matter what. But the other thing is social media and the profession, you can't let either one define you. Too many times people pretend who they are on social media for social media, and it becomes a fake. It becomes a facade. It becomes something that you have to live up to. I'll be honest with you. If it wasn't for the charity, I would not have a single social media account anywhere. Mm -hmm. Because 
go on Grabber, go on this, go on all these different things. I don't even know half the application. I'm done with it. I tell everybody, I'm like, we've got a couple. They're already annoying me. We have a backup account because we're getting censored and shadow banned and all this other nonsense. Mm-hmm. I don't, we have enough. It's enough. Mm-hmm. Person, put the phone down, put the computer down, put the stuff away for a little bit. Uh, one of the best piece of, uh, pieces of advice I tell people that are especially in law enforcement, yeah. take vacation, use your vacation time. Use yeah. your not feel guilty. It's your time. Use okay. your, and then put the phone down. Put the phone away. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. The phone, the phone going away is a big deal. So, for those of you who don't know, and Rich, you do know this, but I just want I want to share my story a minute. Is so um, the reason I have social media now is because I'm a life coach for first responders. I hit rock bottom uh, seven years ago now, and um, that's when I lost, got out of the job, I got injured, I got, I lost my identity, essentially. And it was devastating. I went through a really deep depression, I developed an anxiety disorder, I was, um, if I put OT down, I can't listen to you guys. I don't know what that means. If I, if I put OT down, I can't listen to you guys. I don't know what that means. Okay. So anyways, um, I got diagnosed with PTSD and anxiety. Oh, oh if you put if he, if he puts the phone down, he's not going to be able to listen to us. Oh, okay. Okay. So anyways, yeah, getting there. So listen, so here's, here's what happened is I, I said, I figured out how to like pull myself out of it. And how I did that was through personal development, personal growth. It was a little bit of woo woo shit, but I really, I said, you know what? There's so many cops just like me. There's so many first responders just like me who have lost their identity who are battling depression, you know, and um, suicide, right? And we and we end up, you know, and then I've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of cops who put the gun in their mouth, who had a plan, who, you know, miraculously something went wrong and they didn't end up doing it. I unfortunately have talked to spouses, widows, right? Um, who have done it and, and all the things. And I said, you know what, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna do something completely different and weird and unconventional, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, life coach first responders and that's what i've been doing for the last seven years as i've really been helping first responders in a very unconventional way right and so now i said you know what i can't be the only one to change the culture i need other people to come with me so now i'm like little side note for anybody who's interested is now um I certify life coaches to be um, life coaches for specifically first responders. If you're interested, come check my profile up. But what I'm trying to say is I make all of my social media so positive. When you're coming to my social, like you're going to learn something. It's going to be, you're going to have a video or a TikTok or an IGTV or something where it is not just bullshit. And yes, I'll throw photos up of myself. But if you look at my stuff, I actually have a caption that means something. I'm not just like, hey, guys, look at my tits. Hey, guys, sign my ass. Like, I'll, you know, listen. And and the here and there, I'll throw up a photo of me, like, you know, with a little more skin showing just so everybody knows your girl can do it all. But it's <laughs> like, but but the thing is, is that I think it's really important that, you know, we if you're going to be on social media, Follow people who light you the fuck up, who is going to fill up your cup. Do not, um, you know, don't be following all this shit that is going to drain you. And, and fun fact, like, I, 
what I do, Rich, this is like a secret. This is an inside joke that, not an inside joke. This is like something that nobody knows about me. I, for my favorite pastime, when I'm like needing to unwind, I YouTube people falling down. Because <laughs> it's so fucking funny. And I say, you know what? If I'm going to use social media, then it's going to be, and it's going to better my mental health. It's not going to like, it's not going to, um, you know, drain me. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense. And that's why you have to have an equal balance. And so here's where I'm at with this. And it's interesting that you bring this up. We, for a long time, only posted positive. We only posted positive incidents involving law enforcement and then honoring fallen officers. So we would share an incident of when an officer was killed in the line of duty and a memorial photo or things like that. That was it. We got a lot of people that love seeing the positive. The problem is we're at a point now, and, and I don't want to steal your thunder or take away from it, but we're at a point now where it's like you can't keep turning a blind eye. You can't stay silent. You have to acknowledge some of the bad. So yeah. that's, we go through these shifts where we'll, we'll start like our, our secretary is pretty big on it. She's got, a, she's got a bigger issue than you and I have with inept leadership. Mm. Um, police chiefs, supervisors that cause so much stress that are responsible ultimately for people killing themselves in the line of duty, responsible for people getting divorced, things like that. So it's a, it's, it's a delicate balance. I mean, I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like you can only focus on the positive. It's good if you only focus on the positive, it's good for your mental health to do that. I just feel like we're at a point now where you need patriots, you need people to stand up, you need people to push back a little bit. That's, that's where I'm at. Well, don't think I'm not pushing back. Oh, I know. Don't <laughs> I know. All right. Yes, I know. And I'm with you. And you know, but every like, your page is amazing and you guys have such a clean beautiful purpose it is not all negative and it's not all depressing right so you have you guys have found this really beautiful balance and not only that you're a nonprofit that is literally changing lives like so it's different right and and you have the balance and you also are the one your page is the one who updates me on what's going on because i'm somebody who will be like i am not listening to any of the shit and I was like that even when I was full-time patrol. I'll be honest with you. I would not watch the news. My husband and I, we don't even turn on our TV um, unless we're going to like watch Netflix or some bullshit. And I, I do not listen to current events. I always said when I was like, full-time patrol, I make the news. I do not need to go watch the news. <laughs> it would depress the fucking hell out of me. And so I stay that way. And then I'll like go check your page and I'll be like, oh, fuck, this is going on. I'm pissed. <laughs> that does set us apart that we are steadfast on that we haven't changed from day one is people will say have you seen this incident or why don't you talk about this incident yeah. one thing we don't do is bash or criticize these high high profile controversial incidents yeah one of the things we need to do is support each other and defend each other and back each other up and too, yeah. too often we just saw very recently very very recently we saw the video where the officer throws the empty bag in the back seat of the car and there are some major big pages out there, big organizations that were like, oh my God, hold this cop accountable. How could he do such a thing? We waited. We got a whole bunch of messages. Why aren't you guys talking about this? Because wait for the facts. Sure as shit, within a very quick time, that agency said they're doing an internal affairs investigation. 
Well, you and I both know that most of these agencies have body-worn cameras these days, so the whole thing's going to be on camera. Sure enough, they've released the body camera. There was more to the story. It wasn't anything bad. The viral video was a short little edited clip. Yeah. So one thing we don't do when you, you talk about ignoring some of the negative, one thing we don't do is bash other cops. Uh, oh, the, and I love that about you guys. Minus, minus the nonsense at the Capitol. I saw that. About, go ahead. <laughs> Totally fine. Well, and like, here's one thing I'm just going to say too, as anybody watching this, a good cop hates a bad cop. There's nothing we hate yeah. more. So like, and you're, I know Rich, I can speak for both of us. Like, I don't condone all police. Listen, I don't condone all that bullshit. I, I'm very, very back the blue. I'm very all first responders, my military. Like, I am, I love America. Like I'm very patriotic, right? And I and I stand and I say a lot of things. Like there's a lot of things I don't make public. Like you don't know how many times I've gone toe to toe with fucking administrations and I've, I've given them a piece of my mind and I've let them know. And like all these things, I've done a lot of things, okay? But the, But the thing is, is that if it's a bad cop, and I just want America to know this, is like, yo, listen up. Like, if if we find, especially now, like, you know, where there's cameras and everything, you know, we can, and it's much easier to uncover, it, you know, if there's a bad cop in the mix. And I'm not saying that, I'm not denying that we don't have them, but, but we have them, we have doctors, we have really fucking bad doctors who are killing people. But where the fuck's the epidemic there? Like where, you know what I mean? Like where, where's the news? Where's the bottom is spot on, by the way. You see the comment? Wait for the 10 minute video instead of the blast in the 10 second video. Absolutely. But to your point, that's the, the cool thing to do right now is to go anti-law enforcement. And it's, it's been like this for years. And, and that's the popular thing. And unfortunately, it goes back to followers. You got a lot more people that are followers instead of individuals prepared to make a decision. And you know what? And that's why I created this brand. It's called, look, look at my bracelet I made. It, it says, be the change, right? Because here's the thing. You're so right. We need more leaders. We need more people to go out and lead and be the change. And, and it doesn't just take being police officers. No! You can, you can be anything. You can be a civilian. You could be a team. You know, we, we just did a, uh, we had two college students not long ago. And we did an IGTV live with, with them, I did. And two of them, completely separate states, are amazing, amazing, amazing people. And they're pushing back and they're asking questions from some of these professors. That's all it takes. It would be easy for both of them to become followers and to say, yeah, all cops are bad. But they both know all cops are not bad. So they ask questions and they push back. Unfortunately, their education has been a little bit more challenging. But that's the world that we live in these days. But that's what it takes. You just yes. need to back. So true. Got to stand up, right? We have to stand for something or we're all going to fall for nothing. Isn't but, that what they fall for anything? We're going to fall for anything. Fight for something. Fight for what you believe in. That's right. Well, thank you, Rich. It's past your bedtime. I kept, <laughs> I kept you on for over 30 minutes. Ah, Has it been 30 minutes? Oh, mm -hmm. wow. I that's know. You and I just vibe. We, we could go on for a long time. I know, I know. So you have to you have to go live with me again soon. <laughs> We're gonna hold him to it. We're gonna hold Rich to it. Um, 
you guys, I just want to say thank you all for being here. It's, it's been really fun. And I love how interactive you guys all are. You make it really fun for Rich and I. <laughs> if you guys have topics that you want us to go live on, just DM one of us and be like, hey, we want you to go live. Um, Rich has a fucking really cool podcast. So in between, go binge his podcast. In between, come binge my podcast. It's called Changing the Culture. Um, if there's anything that we can do for anybody, let us know. We are out here we're doing the damn thing if you want to be a life coach for first responders come hang out with me um my program the doors just opened um so i'm really excited about that rich what do you have i'm just happy to be here i'm glad you got me to come back on a live it's been a long time and i i enjoy doing this i like the comments it it kind of motivates me it keeps us going and i would just say to the first responders out there don't hesitate to reach out if you need something absolutely huge 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 and you don't need to even need help you you could just need to you know <laughs> ben what's your podcast name isn't it team south florida that's it truth behind the badge oh truth behind the badge Woo -hoo! thank all you right. all right rich thank you bye guys <laughs>